Oh, hello. Good morning. Bonjour. Um, it's kind of all the words I think I know. How do you say hello in Spanish? Don't know. Anyway, what's happening? Chris Logan bringing you our power hour for this Tuesday, March 14th. That's Pi Day. Coming to you live on the planet, online station for 90s and 2000s rock. Listen to theplanet.com is one place you can listen. Download the app, App Store, Google Play, search Listen to the Planet, and you can put the app on your phone absolutely free. Thanks to Motor City for powering the morning show. Got to say thanks to Edge Custom Tent for energizing the entire planet. They're one of our new sponsors. And again, if you want to talk about advertising on the planet, info at listentotheplanet.com. Info at listentotheplanet.com. Brent, what's up, man? Good morning. And thanks for the story, Brent. One of Brent's stories that he sent me, we'll talk about it coming up later inside the show. Yeah, I, I mention that a lot. You, you have something you want me to talk about or want me to mention, just send it to me. You can shoot me a Facebook message, uh, email, whatever it is, and uh, I may talk about it on the show. So what is the Power Hour about? Well, it's one hour, or, or I guess we should call it a one-hour talk show about what's trending for the day. Get into all sorts of different headlines. Maybe some days we talk a little more about what's happening in the world of politics and others, maybe some more sports than others. It really just kind of depends what's going on for the day. Let me give you um, an idea of what we're going to talk about today. It's Pi Day, 3.14, March 14th. Is goofing around good for you? There is another parish here in Acadiana, maybe looking to go to a four-day school week. This story's trending this morning. An angry zebra in Ohio ripped a dude's arm off. They had, they had to put him down. They had to show that zebra who was boss. <laughs> you want to take someone's arm off? You're going down, bro. Uh, also, we do have some football news today. Jameis Winston. The, the Panthers are making some moves. Aaron Rodgers, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, and David, man, I always want to call him David Carr because of his brother. Derek Carr, his first choice of food in New Orleans, got him going viral. <laughs> also, we're going to talk about this story here. Saw it this morning on foxnews.com. It, it's it's almost like you know a story. Wild sex claims revealed at Cushia's prison as 18 female guards fired or quit, according to a report. Had some freakiness going on at that at that prison. How many times can you wear pajamas, jeans, or shirts without washing them? Yep, this one. I I I wash this one. Also, we uh, we could have. Some new washing machine rules, too, thanks to the Biden administration trying to save the, uh, the world. Also, there's an ex-Navy pilot talking about UFOs and, and aliens. Are they real? Talk a little bit about March Madness. You know who the richest all-time athlete is? I'll tell you that coming up. 100 greatest heavy metal songs, according to Rolling Stone. We won't get to all 100. Going to get to probably the top 10 or so. A woman walked out on a date because he wouldn't pay $3 extra for cheese on his burger. Good for him. He knocked that out early. <laughs> and then this, 
Brent sent me this this morning. Reusable bottles carry 40,000 times more germs than a toilet seat. Come on. But we're going to start out with our seven-day forecast here in Acadiana. Have you seen this? Check out this, this uh, I'll call it a climate change forecast. <laughs> so today, this is from KLFY.com. Today, gonna we have a high of 63 for today. I don't know, what is it right now? Probably somewhere in the 40s. It was cool this morning, or, or cool right now. Tomorrow, we're going to have a high of 70. So warming up a little bit. In a low of 52, Thursday high of 77, and then Friday morning's low will be 70. So we're going to hit a muggy day, but then Friday, the high will be 39. Uh, Sorry, the high will be 57 on Friday with an 80% chance of rain. Then the low of 39, high of 57 on Saturday, low of 38, high of 54 on Sunday. Then Monday's low is 38, then Monday's high is 54. Winter's back. I saw a meme yesterday. It was the Ike Turner. I don't have my phone because we're on, uh, we are on. Uh, TikTok there. Dang, but it was, it was Ike Turner. You know, uh, people use that meme where he was going to beat anime. And it was something about Winter Herd that we had shorts on. And it was Ike Turner kind of just looking that way, like winter's coming back for a few days. But yeah, we're going to hit the 70s later this week. 57 for a high on Friday. And then we're going to get a little bit colder than that going into early next week. Break out the jackets again. We're going we're gonna to need them. Also this morning, today is Pi Day. March 14th. What is Pi? That's one of the things I don't remember from school, man. I'm, I'm sorry. I am not a math dude. That's not one of my strongest suits. But Pi Day, let's see, 11 fun facts to help celebrate Pi Day. Pi, so it's like the little symbol, you, you, you should know it, or P-I, not P-I-E, not apple pie, is the ratio of a perfect circle circumference to its diameter and appears in many interesting places mathematically. Pi Day celebrated on March 14th in the USA, Sometimes on the 22nd of July, which is 22-7 in date first countries. And today's the day to eat pie. Just, just an excuse. You can say, I want to eat pie on pie day. Mm, just trying to see like maybe why this was started. Nah, it's it's got a lot of math nerdy stuff, man. We're not going to get into this story. I thought it would have been like a a fun story to get into. Keith, what's up, man? Good morning. But not too much of a a fun story. But today is pie day. You want to do some math. You want to eat some pie. Go ahead and go for it. Oh, and by the way, if you're watching this morning, uh, share the video. Would appreciate that. You're watching on TikTok, watching on Facebook. Would appreciate that. You're listening to The Planet. Remember to tell someone about the station today. Also, this is a pretty good thing. 
says if you goof around, you play around a little bit, makes you happier, makes you less stressed, and also makes you sharper. That's according to The Playful Mind by Richard Restack, MD. All right, I like to goof around. So that's a good thing. Bad thing is, though, I goof around by myself in the Chris Logan Media Studio and Chris Logan Media offices every day. So that's kind of weird that I have to goof around with myself and talk to myself day in and day out. But it's okay. We're all good. Also, Jeff Davis Parish. They are talking about quite possibly going. Wait, I pulled up the, uh, the zebra. Jeff Davis Parish. Their school board discussing a potential four-day week following Acadia Parish. On Thursday, the Jeff Davis Parish School Board will discuss that proposal. You know, again, in this story from KATC.com, you know, it, it does put a little strain, and I know schools are not daycares by any means, but this story talks a little bit about putting a strain on working families. You know, having that day off where if you have a, um, if, if you're a mom and you work, your dad and you work, then it's, it's a little rough and you have to find someone to watch the kids on a Friday or a Monday, whatever day they have off. But Jeff Davis Parish school board members tell KATC they're in the early stages of this discussion and nothing is set in stone. They're still weighing the idea, making note of surrounding school school systems like Acadia Parish, where their four-day schedule is in place and taking effect next year. A lifelong resident of Acadia Parish lives in Mermintaw. Says, quote, we already have it in the fifth ward. I think it was nice to help some of the kids. And I, I remember someone commenting about that when we were talking about Acadia Parish going to the four-day work week. That there was some schools in Jeff Davis Parish that were doing that. And then, you know, the Friday was to help students that were struggling. And this person went on to say, some of them like it, some of them don't because they have to get a babysitter. Their superintendent said the concept of a four-day schedule was brought up by various teachers, parents, and constituents. They say it's not being voted on, it's just being discussed, maybe to study over the course of, he says, of, you know, to discuss the pros and cons. So that was a quote from him, kind of a, a, a weird read. But Jeff Davis Parish could be. They're, they're only discussing it. The next parish to go officially with a four-day work week or a four-day school week. Although it is some work, uh, work week for the teachers. But could we see a, a trend in this? Could we see more schools, more parishes going to this four-day school week or for teachers a four-day work week? You know, the big thing was, is it the Friday off? Is it the Monday off? Then you got sports, you got football on the Friday. You know, other schools got to go on the Friday. And, and I mean, there, there's a lot that goes into this. But we'll see what happens in Jeff Davis Parish. DJ says, oh, I guess Pizza Artista has a special today on Pie Day. And I was seeing that some pizza places do. Uh, it says your second pizza at Pizza Artista is $3.14 today. That's pretty cool. 
John says, we wouldn't be surprised if there's an activist committee behind the four-day push. There, there could be. There very well could be. Also, this story here, man, going viral today. An angry zebra ripped a dude's arm off in Ohio. It happened Sunday outside the town of Circleville, which is 20 miles south of Columbus. The victim, 72-year-old Ronnie Clifton. Dude owns a farm with several zebras on it. It's legal to own them in Ohio, and his place is popular with tourists. On Sunday, a large male zebra attacked him in a field. One report said it was being overly protective of some female zebras that were out there. He was just, he was protecting the ladies, right? Maybe he was trying to make a move on the female zebras. And here comes Ronnie, you know, blocking his game. Bit the dude's arm off. Dude, get away from my women. Police showed up. Sadly, they had to put the zebra down after he got too close to them and Ronnie's family. They tried to try to scare it off, but a spokesman said they made a split-second decision to shoot. Now, there's an update. The, the initial report said the zebra ripped Ronnie's arm off below the elbow. But it sounds like it wasn't quite that dramatic. Doctors were able to save Ronnie's arm. So that's a good thing. Initial report said bit his arm off. And now they were able, uh, reports say they were able to save his arm. See, it was probably that source. There was a source that told the reporter that, dude, that arm was gone. I saw it with my own two eyes. And then that reporter went with his source saying that he ripped his arm off, but it wasn't. But here's a picture of, of, of the zebra before they took him down. Let's see, that looks like March 12th, yep, at 1755. You can see on the body cam of the officer. I mean, did they have to shoot it? I, I really don't know. I'm, I'm not an animal activist by, you know, by any means, but we talk about that a lot, man. You can't mess with animals. People get more upset sometimes when they mess with animals than with human beings. One of there's some, some protests and stuff going on at this dude's farm that they took the zebra down but 1755 what's that 555 boom but i mean he bit his owner is that is that reason enough to take down the zebra messing with his messing with his ladies man can't mess with a zebra's ladies you can't walk in on the zebra while he's trying to you know, do is do in the in the field. That's his field. It's not it's not Richard's field. That's that's the zebra's field. That's that's his area. Uh, a little football talk this morning. Jameis Winston. Did you see this? Looks like we're getting Jabu back. Jameis returning to the Saints on a one year, eight million dollar max deal. I'll I'll take it. If he's a backup, I'll take it. You know in. I, let me let me let me say this. I've never been when he 
was playing for Tampa Bay, I did not like Jameis Winston. He was playing for the enemy. I didn't care for him. I laughed at his eat that W, all that stuff. But I had a change of heart when he came over to the Saints. And if, if Drew and Coach Sean Payton and other Saints players, you know, trust them to bring it over, and he's changed his ways, let's have him on the team. But, you know, again, this is just my observation. The fact that he's willing to sign a backup deal after also having to be the backup last year tells me that Jameis Winston has changed a bit. Doesn't seem like the old Jameis Winston. You know, he didn't try to go get him another deal. Okay, I'll stay. I mean, but would I, would I stay a backup for $8 million, though? Let, let's bring that money. Let's bring that money in. Look, Chris, um, man, we're not gonna, you're not gonna do the morning show. You're gonna be a backup. Just in case the morning show's sick, you'll come in and, and you'll be a backup for the morning show. We'll pay you eight million dollars a year. Dude, where where do I sign? Where where do I sign? Kind of like Chase Daniels, dude. That dude's a gazillionaire being a backup in the in the NFL. Obviously, injuries took Jameis Winston down. I mean, will we will we see Jameis Winston on the field? Let's hope that David Carr does not get hurt. But, I mean, we needed a backup. Why not Jameis? He says, blah, bench warmer. <laughs> also, today... There's some news on the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers are making some moves. Now, whether that big move of giving up the farm to Chicago, giving up the farm and DJ Moore to get that number one pick will pay off, we'll have to wait and see. Like, will that be some Ricky Williams type stuff, or will that pay off dividends for the Panthers? But they landed safety Von Bell, and they ended up signing defensive tackle Shy Tuttle. From the Saints. So he lost a, a decent defensive lineman to Carolina. And from what Carolina is saying, they are using that number one pick for a quarterback. I don't think they're saying exactly who they're going to get or exactly who they are going after. But ESPN reported that Shy Tuttle's deal was worth $19.5 million over three years and included $13 million in guaranteed money. That's according to his agent, Drew Rosenhaus. That's not according to a source, the janitor at the training facility. But we lost Shy Tuttle. You know, and, and the defense was the bright point for the Saints last year and maybe the year before that. Hope we don't lose too, too many pieces to that puzzle. Also, David Carr taking a little heat. Now, taking some fun heat. You know, nobody's really ragging him for this. A lot of people just joking around. If you're watching this morning, you see it on the screen. This was first reported by WVUE Fox 8 in New Orleans. Derek Carr and, and his wife went out to experience some delicious New Orleans food. They were hungry. Their first stop, Chipotle. 
I mean, why not? If you're in New Orleans and you're looking for something delicious to eat, let me pull into Chipotle. And this picture here says, uh, Derek Carr's first meal in New Orleans, a Chipotle chicken burrito bowl with extra chicken because he needs that protein, and he paid extra for guac. There's a couple pictures that he took with some employees of Chipotle. And he kind of joked around in a tweet as well. You know, people were poking fun at him. I mean, it wasn't anything bad. But the, you know, the fact that he went to Chipotle in a city that's rich in, in food and culture, people were just poking fun at him. Now, for the record, is New Orleans food better than the Lafayette area food? Absolutely not. But Derek Carr and his wife should have probably experienced something else besides Chipotle. But he he joked around that he didn't know where he was supposed to go. He didn't know any good places. And I'm sure now that this pic went viral of him at Chipotle, he will be getting tweets and replies and, and tags and all this other stuff on where he should go eat while he's in New Orleans. And, and yeah, I, I think he's going to, I think he's going to do well. I, I hope he does well. We, we, we need that QB position in Nola. Also, it was reported that Aaron Rodgers signed with the Jets and then hang on. Not really. I guess there was a source. The janitor at the training facility said, yes, Aaron Rodgers did sign with the Jets, and then one of these analysts went with it. But it's not true. Or I guess I should say, not yet. It's not yet confirmed. So various reports had Aaron Rodgers being traded to the Jets, including Trey Wingo. And, and it's weird when you look at you know, some of these tweets and, and the wording that some of these people use. So this was Trey Wingo's tweet. Hearing Rodgers to the Jets is done. History about to repeat itself between New York and Green Bay. Time is indeed a flat circle. See, whenever these analysts, these, these talking heads tweet this kind of stuff, they word it to where if it's not quite right, well, I didn't say it. I heard that the Rodgers deal is done. But then Ian Rappaport also tweeted after there were some initial reports going out that he was traded, saying, I wish it did. I wish something had happened, but nothing has happened. Also, former Packers linebacker A.J. Hawk kind of shot down those rumors, too, on a talk show. I, I still think that Aaron Rodgers needs to ride off in the sunset. Just, just, just go, dude. And I know he's... Aaron Rodgers is not this overly excited quarterback. Like, he's not this... I mean, he's a fiery competitor. Don't get me wrong. He's just not this, this over-the-top charismatic guy. And, man, the past couple years, you know, it, it just it looked like he was having fun. But the Jets, another team that, that needs a quarterback. 
Will it be Aaron Rodgers? We shall see. Another quarterback made a move. We got Derek Carr. And then according to sources, there is an AP source saying that Jimmy Garoppolo and the Raiders agreed to a three-year deal. Garoppolo has agreed to a three-year, $67.5 million contract with the Raiders. <laughs> Look, <laughs> it's just, it, it, yeah, I, and I said this before, man. It's like, it, it's about being first. It's not getting it right. It's just about being first. Here's how this story reads. This is from WOKV.com, but it's an official AP story. So when you when you go to some news websites, and KLFY and KTC, they have that a lot. And I see some people say, why are you reporting that, uh, KATC? And, and they're not really. So these news stations subscribe to the Associated Press reports, and they can bring in these Associated Press stories to their website. So that gives them content on their website, and it doesn't necessarily mean that WOKV wrote this story. doesn't necessarily mean that KATC wrote this story. It's from the AP, this the, the Associated Press News Service, and they bring in these national stories to their sites to give them content. So this is a story from the AP, but, but look how it reads. Jimmy Garoppolo has agreed to a three-year, $67.5 million contract with the Raiders. Comma, a person with knowledge of the deal told the Associated Press on Monday. <laughs> so this comes from a person with knowledge of the deal. Doesn't have to be right, just has to be first nowadays. The person spoke to the AP on condition of being anonymous because the deal cannot be announced until Wednesday. Oh, okay. According to this person, this source could be the cousin of the janitor at the training facility. Who knows? And Garoppolo's contract includes $34 million in guaranteed money. You know, Garoppolo was a name being thrown out there, maybe for the Saints. But again, I'm coming back for me. In my, in my opinion, I'm, I'm glad we, of all the quarterbacks that were available to us, I'm glad we got Derek Carr. That, that's just me. I hope by the end of next season, I'm, I'm still saying that. But I'm glad we were able to get Derek Carr out of everyone who was available. Because I kind of wanted Garoppolo. Then I thought about it. I'm like, man, dude gets hurt all the time. We don't need a quarterback getting hurt. But according to a person with knowledge of the deal and the Associated Press, tomorrow should get announcement that Jimmy Garoppolo is the new Raiders quarterback. Hitting that halfway point of the show, the Power Hour. Oh, uh, did I mention this when we started the show? If not, I'll mention it now. Pelicon. It is a new con. You're into the cons, comic cons, all that stuff. This is one for you to check out. Brand new. It's the first ever in this area. April 29th, which is a Saturday from 9 until 6 at the William H. Scott Civic Center. It's in New Roads. The Pelican will happen. Um, got different cosplay people will be there, including our own Bridget. Um, you know, all sorts of stuff. 
Jamie Ray's fave from, uh, I don't have my glasses on because I'm old. See if I can read this. Jamie Ray's fave five from fans podcast, lazy nerds designs. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff and a bunch of people that is going to be there. It's going to be a great con. If you're into that stuff, go to the website, listen to the planet.com and you can enter to win a pair of tickets for that con coming up on April 29th. Also got more information on the website too. You can actually uh, see this graphic with all who is coming and what's happening at Pelican. Uh, come back to Keith's comment here. Let me revise what I said, an overpaid bench warmer. So I guess, I guess Keith is saying that $8 million was too much for Jameis Winston. But I, I, I guess it had to do with, with the deal that he, he previously signed with the Saints. But oh yeah, dude, back up for eight million. What? Where do I sign? Where do I sign? Let's get into this story here. As I was, you know, surfing the internet this morning, looking for some headlines for us on the show today, seeing what was trending, what was going on. Check this one out. This one caught my attention. I shared the, he the headline with you earlier this morning when we started the show. Wild sex claims revealed at Cushius Prison as 18 female guards fired or quit, according to the report. Prison officials say, quote, wrong kind of women, unquote, are being hired to patrol inmates leading to affairs. Huh? Let's read a little bit more into this. Didn't happen in the U.S. Happened in the U.K. Story says this. At least 18 female guards in the U.K.'s cushiest prison have reportedly been fired or resigned amid a flurry of sordid sexual accusations, including claims of sex inside cells and one guard smuggling her underwear to an inmate. HMP Berwyn, which is also Britain's largest facility, has been hit with various claims of illicit affairs and inappropriate relationships between guards and inmates since it opened in 2017. With three former workers sentenced in a, in a 2019 scandal, according to the Daily Mirror, the publication obtained documents about the exits obtained through information requests showed the inappropriate relationships were more widespread than had been publicly known. British outlets are reporting that 18 women who were fired or resigned from a single, from a single jail is a record, noting that since 2019, a total of 31 women across England and Wales have been fired from jails for intimate relationships with inmates. Looking here's mugshots of uh, former prison guards. Uh, looks like Emily Watson, a, a Shea Gunn, and Jennifer Gavon. I guess that's how you say it. That's some UK names. But look, I mean, these ladies aren't bad looking. You know, it's like were they were they doing it on on purpose? Let's see. Former HMP Berwyn guard Jennifer Gavin, I'll just call it Gavin, G-A-V-A-N, for example, was sentenced to eight months in jail last year after pleading guilty to misconduct. 
a place she was very comfortable being in. She got eight months to go back to jail. So what? <laughs> she accepted 150 pounds or about $180 from inmate Alex Coxon to smuggle him in a cell phone, which they later used to exchange raunchy photos, according to the Mirror. Coxon was in jail or in prison for robbery. Here he is, little Alex Coxon. Had an affair with a prison guard. And I, I mean, they just, they had a side job, right? They had a side job as along with their job, a little side hustle. So they, they were getting paid to be a guard and then they were getting paid to... Mark Fairhurst, chair of the Prison Officers Association, pinned blame on the recent spate of affairs and firings of the wrong kind of women getting hired. So they're saying they hired the wrong kind of women to be in this prison. Staff being recruited do not have face-to-face -face interviews. It's all done on Zoom. A lot of people getting these jobs don't have enough life experience and are susceptible to conditioning for, from prisoners. Says uh, this is some information on the other one. Another former guard, Emily Watson, was jailed for a year after having a fling with an inmate, John McGee, who was put behind bars for eight years for causing death by dangerous driving. McGee was also described as a drug dealer. She, Emily Watson, was jailed for performing a sex act on the inmate in his cell. Another former guard, Asia Gunn, who we saw earlier, was jailed for one year back in 2019 after having a sexual relationship with inmate Kazum Razak, who was serving a 12-year sentence for conspiracy to rob. Cool, they get him in the UK, huh? Got K Karam serving a 12-year sentence for a conspiracy to rob. In court proceedings, Gunn was accused of smuggling a pair of her underwear to the guy, and investigators found photos of Gunn and Razak kissing among the former guard's possessions. Current staff at the prison were put through new corruption prevention training in a bid to curb the affairs, according to reports from earlier this year. Damn, over 500 members of staff at HMP Berwyn have undertaken corruption prevention training in the last 18 months, and our enhanced security is protecting the prison against attempts to smuggle illicit items inside. So they were smuggling items, but then they were with some of the guards, making that extra cash on the side, huh? That's, that's almost like an uh-uh story today. Uh, also this morning, how many times can you wear pajamas, jeans, or shirts without washing them? And and that's that's not me. I'm I'm a I am a I have to wash my stuff kind of person. You know, maybe like in a situation where I may have some clothes on for a short amount of time. Maybe I'll hang them back up. But if I have something on all day, now nah, it's going in the dirty clothes and it, it's getting washed. 
But there's an official story about this. How many times you can wear different types of clothing without washing them, according to these experts? They're basing this on the smell. But damn, dude, your stuff smell and throw that in the washer. But more than that, on the bacteria that can form and what it can do to you. So pajamas. They say you can wash your pajamas once a week if you shower before bed. And if you don't shower before going to bed, wash your pajamas daily. Or if you just sleep in your drawers or something like that, wash, make sure you wash them drawers. Coats and jackets, you can wash that once a month. Jeans. Now, I've always heard this about jeans. It says you, can, you should wash jeans once a month. Underwear. Underwear should, I mean, you should, that, that's every day. I don't care what this story says. Wash your drawers, man. Socks. They say you should wash your socks after wearing them once. Workout clothes. Wash your workout clothes after wearing them once. Shirts. After wearing them once, you should wash them if they had direct skin contact. You can go a little longer if you're wearing them over another shirt. But, dude, all these are, I mean, fairly, fairly washing them a, a, a good amount of times, except for jeans. Should you really wash jeans once a month? Even if you, even if you get them dirty? I don't know. I don't know about that one. But, man, draws. You know, your socks, that kind of stuff. Throw, throw that in the washer, man. Let's, let's not even talk about that. Throw that in the washer. Let's talk about this, though. Great story to segue into. You will probably be seeing some of this. If you haven't seen this story, it, it's trending today. The headline says this, Biden washing machine rule would make Americans dirtier and stinkier and also raise prices for manufacturers. Here we go with this story. Last month, President Biden's Department of Energy proposed new efficiency standards for washing machines that requires new appliances to use considerably less water, all in an effort to, quote, confront the global climate crisis. Leading industry corporations have voiced their opinion on the rule, claiming that the mandates force manufacturers to reduce cleaning performance to ensure their machines comply. Each cycle will, what they say, will take longer. Detergent will cost more. And in the end, clothes will be less clean. That's according to manufacturers like Whirlpool. The proposed washing machine change is the latest example of the Biden administration pushing more consumer regulations to advance green initiatives. In February, the administration received a lot of heat for a leaked proposal, which would have banned half of America's gas stoves, in addition to another proposal to regulate refrigerators. American Enterprise Institute senior fellow James Coleman told Fox News Digital, quote, like many efficiency standards, 
The government claims that although these standards will raise the cost of appliances, they are justified because they will reduce consumer spending on energy and water even more. Of course, if that were true, consumers would likely buy more efficient appliances anyway, given that the studies show consumers consider energy and water costs. This dude went on to say, if consumers do fully consider what they will pay on energy in their individual circumstances, then the standards would on net harm consumers. The proposal builds on more than 110 actions that the Biden-Harris administration took in 2022 to strengthen energy efficiency standards and save the average family at least $100 annually through lower energy bills. Look, I'm not balling by, in, by any means at all. I'm not. But when I see some of these stories, you know, in this energy efficiency to save $100 annually, like not, not, not monthly, $100 annually. Dude, what is that? What, uh, that's, um, I don't know, like eight bucks a month. I mean, those aren't the savings that we need. I don't want to pay $900 a month for insurance. I don't want to save $100 a year on, on, uh, on, on this more expensive washing machine. I don't want to pay a mortgage note on insurance. That, that's what I want. That's what old Chris Logan wants. But let's not worry about that. Let's worry about some damn washing machines, though, and, and gas stoves. <sighs> I'm not on my soapbox. We're okay. Um, also, this story here today, UFOs real or not real? Look at this story from Fox News. Ex-Navy pilot who's seen UFOs in flight calls for investigations of aerial phenomena. He says, quote, we need to be curious. You believe in aliens? You think there's other things, creatures going on in the universe? Ryan Graves, a former Navy pilot calling on Congress to investigate Unidentified aerial phenomena are what's known as UAP, or also known as UFOs, in the skies above the United States. Graves spent about 11 years in the Navy flying F-18s and was also a flight instructor. However, throughout his career, he has yet to receive a definitive answer on a phenomenon that he and other members of his squadron had dealt with for years. He says, while I was in the Navy, myself and others in my squadron had an experience that continues to this day and at first was something that we didn't have a name for. He says, at first, objects showed up as, quote, contacts on our radar, contacts on our camera system, until eventually, Graves said, we were seeing these with our eyeballs. Two aircraft from my squadron we're flying side by side, and one of these objects went right between the aircraft. Graves said that his squad member described the object as a dark gray or black cube inside of a clear sphere. Graves called on Americans with preconceived notions about UAPs to come at the issue from a first principles approach.
says we need to be able agnostically as a media, except that there is uncertainty and look at it from first principles, from a first principles approach. Because if we wrap it all into context about little green men, we're going we're gonna to be barking up the wrong tree. So it's not about little green men, he says. Graves is now an advocate and founder of the organization Americans for Safe Aerospace. Emphasize that these objects were at times strangely, strangely stationary, but did not behave like tethered balloons. That was because Graves said these objects could also move at extremely high speeds. He would say eventually we would see these objects proceeding about 0.6 to 0.8 Mach on average, which is about 250 to 350 knots at those altitudes. And they would either they would be in either some type of holding pattern or seemingly just proceeding in a single direction. Real or not real? I mean, this guy, you know, he is a, a Navy pilot. You know, somewhat of a, of a distinguished guy, I would, I would assume to say. And saying that, there's, there, there's life out there. And he's calling for investigations of aerial phenomena, saying, quote, we need to be curious. Uh, got some comments coming in. And I guess my connection is, is, is slow. He's got a few coming in. DJ says, we also lost uh, on Yamada uh, from the Saints. Brent says, my jeans are where to work. Got to be washed more than once a month. Yep. <laughs> uh, trying to read what, uh, I guess John's talking a little bit about, about the, uh, the aliens and the unidentified objects. What else we have today? Oh, richest athlete of all time, real quick. Who's the richest man to ever play sports? For me, the GOAT. I call him the GOAT, Michael Jordan. Since he was drafted in 1984, Michael Jordan has earned an estimated $3.3 billion when adjusted for inflation, more than any other athlete in the history of sports. Golfer Tiger Woods comes in second with a fortune of $2.5 billion, followed by two other golfers, Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicklaus. Dude, those golfers making some money, huh? Not as much as, as MJ, but golfers are, are bringing it in. Uh, let's see, this one, Brent sent me this story. And we talked about you know, before on the show, like toilet seats being dirty. We've talked about, you know, cell phones being dirty. This is from the international or uh, the news, the news.com. Headline is this reusable bottles carry 40,000 times more germs than a toilet seat. Huh? A new and disturbing study has revealed that a common item most of us use, a reusable bottle, carries more germs in a toilet seat. The use of reusable bottles cannot be overstated from kids to adults. Everyone uses them, home, school, and offices. There is almost an emotional attachment to these objects, especially for children, the story says. 
But story says they are objects that can also betray us. The old reusable bottle. But they will not betray you if you do not clean them regularly. So the key in this is just like, you know, washing your drawers every day, wash those reusable bottles. U.S.-based waterfilterguru.com conducted a study and found that reused bottles can have not 10 times or 100 times, but 40,000 times more bacteria than a toilet seat. Describing the bottles as portable Petri dishes. When the scientists working on the project collected samples, they found two types of bacteria, gram-negative rods and bacillus. I hope I'm saying that right. They swabbed various parts of the bottle. This included the straw lid and the squeeze-top lid. Gram-negative bacteria can also cause illness that are becoming more and more resistant to medications, while some bacillus species can cause digestive issues. Comparing the cleanliness of bottles to common household items also revealed a grimy picture. They harbor twice as many germs as a computer mouse, twice as many germs as a kitchen sink, and 14 more times, oh my God, 14 times more germs than a pet's water dish. says, if you're interested, the cleanest style of water bottles was evaluated as the squeeze top bottle. That would be the, the cleanest style of reusable bottles to, to have. But, dude, get out of here with that. I, I don't use reusable you know, bottles at, at all, but I know a lot of people do. You see people carrying that around. Wash that. When you throw your drawers in the washer, you got to throw your bottle in the dishwasher. Also, this morning, a woman walked out on a date because he wouldn't pay $3 extra for cheese on his burger. I guess we'll call that an uh uh-uh story today. A woman named Daphna went viral on TikTok after she talked about a date That was going perfectly fine until her date ordered a burger. Well, the waitress asked him if he wanted cheese on his burger. He asked if if there was an extra charge. And she said it would be $3 more, so he said no. He later told Daphna that it was crazy how they charge extra for everything these days, and that turned her off. She said, quote, yeah, it's New York City. After they ate their meal, she got up saying she had to go to the restroom. Uh Uh-oh. But instead, she paid the bill and walked out. She texted the dude telling him that the check was paid, that he should have gotten the cheese, and then she blocked him. Bougie. Daphna, you're bougie? Daphna apparently wasn't interested in a man who was frugal if even just for himself. So she seemed happy about the the decision, but she's getting ripped in the comments of her video with people saying that she's the one who's crazy. And damn it, I got to agree with that. You're the crazy one, Daphna, not the dude. I mean, who would pay $3 extra for a slice of cheese, man? 
If I'm paying $3 for a slice of cheese on a hamburger, they they better be like what what do you call that when they uh they, they better be churning that stuff. It better be fresh churned cheese or do you churn butter? I don't know what the hell you do with cheese, but you better be doing something back there for $3 a slice. Come on now. Now, Daphna also tried to have fun with follow-up videos because they, they got her and she feels dumb. There's one about how cheese costs more even at the store. There's a skit where she goes out to a restaurant and orders extra. $12 cheese for her burger. Yep, crazy. That dude, whatever his name is, she did himself a favor by getting out of there. There's more fish in the sea, man, and there's cheaper cheese to put on a burger. But get this, Daphne says that she is giving the guy a second chance. Don't do it, dude. Don't do it. She says they're talking again, and there will be another date. She added, quote, he is a psycho like me, and we're going to have fun. Get out of there, bro. Get out of there. Or was it just a setup to go viral on TikTok? Could have been that as well, because that's the world that we live in now. It's kind of setting it up to go viral on TikTok. But anyway, that dude better get out of there. Uh, let's see what, five or so more minutes in the show? <laughs> Facebook user, not sure who it is, says, she got standards, bro. <laughs> John says, $3 for a slice of cheese? I know, right? No way. No way. Better be turning that cheese. There better be some good pepper jack cheese or something. But dude, three dollars, and dude, and, and and if it's real, dude wasn't even flexing. See, people try to flex on a date, right? You know, maybe splurge a little bit. Oh, baby, I, you know, I, I got that order. Whatever you want. Nah, three dollar cheese, dude. No way, no way. Um, I also wanted to get to this today. Now, this comes from Rolling Stone, and they rank the 100 greatest heavy metal songs of all time. We are not going to get to all 100. We don't have time. We got, you know, four or so minutes left inside the show. Y'all want to do what the the top 10? Number 10, Iron Maiden, Run to the Hills. Number 9, Dio's Holy Diver. Number 8, Slayer, Raining Blood. Number 7, Black Sabbath, Iron Man. Number 6, Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train. Number five, Black Sabbath, War Pigs. Number four, Judas Priest, Breaking the Law. Why do I think of Beavis and Butthead when I hear Breaking the Law? Breaking the Law, Breaking the Law. Number three, Motorhead, Ace of Spades. Number two, Metallicus, Master of Puppets. And number one on Rolling Stone's list of the top 100 greatest Heavy metal songs, Black Sabbath. My Black Sabbath. Yes or, or no? Uh, what else is on there real quick while we have a few more minutes? One by Metallica is number 11. Uh, Living Colors, Cult of Personality, number 12. Back in Black, ACDC's number 17. The Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin, 18. And number 20. 
number 20 was somewhat surprising to me. Cool song. But Rats, Round and Round, sits at number 20 on that list. But you can go to rollingstone.com if you want to check out all 100. And this, real quick, kind of weird. I was hoping I'd see a picture of this, but I'm not. I, I, don't, I don't have one. It's just a, it was a quick story that I saw this morning. Social media has been reporting a kissing machine, which features a pair of silicon lips that let you kiss your partner over the internet. The kissing device could help couples that are long distance or those experiencing an illness maintain a sense of intimacy. Not sure what that looks like. Now, how it makes a connection to your, your, uh, your significant other. Maybe they need to get a bunch of those and send it to that prison in, in the UK where those, where all those guards got those side hustles going on. <laughs> Anyway, coming down to the end of the Power Hour this morning. Don't forget, go to the website, listen to theplanet.com. Got tickets for Pelicon. Got a pair of tickets that you can win. If you're into cons, this is the first of its kind. In New Roads, April 29th, which is a Saturday, 9 to 6, the William H. Scott Civic Center, officially at False River Park, 1200 Major Parkway in New Roads. You can buy tickets on eventbrite.com if you want to get them before. But if you want to try and win them, you can by going to the website. Also, let's see, I think, let's see, next Tuesday. Yeah, I think we're going to draw the winner. Bridget will draw the winner next Tuesday afternoon on her show. But get to the website and you can register for those tickets. So done for today. We'll be back tomorrow morning doing it all over again. The show starts at 7 on the planet, then the power hour begins at 8. Again, listen to theplanet.com if you want to relive the 90s and 2000s rock. Download the app. Go to the App Store. Go to Google Play. Search for Listen to the Planet. Download the app for free. We're on the iHeart platform. We are also on TuneIn Radio. We're on Alexa as well. For Alexa, you got to enable the Planet Online skill. Then you say, Alexa, play the Planet Online. Boom. Got it. You are, you are done. And listening to 90s and 2000s rock, all the stuff that we've been missing, living right here on the planet. So enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 7 on the planet and 8 for the Power Hour. See ya.